nobody can deny you have this you have friction versus flow in life, right? And yeah. I would argue that nearly all of us, for most of our life, if not all of our life, some of us, we're always pushing against the current. We can't just go with the flow. And a lot of that, heck, I would say all of it is tied to... Welcome back to Agency Masters. I'm Rob Bailey, and this podcast is where I share the strategies, systems, and insights I've gained from selling my own agency and helping over 20,000 digital agencies grow and do the same. My hope is that the content here is valuable to you along your journey and that you share, review, and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Rob Bailey. I am your uh, fearless leader, your host <laughs> here on this podcast. And I've got a very special guest today. His name is Sal Stefano, uh, or you might see him online as Salvatore Stefano, uh, Italian to the bone. I, I can't believe you're not even on this beautiful 4th of July, not wearing a gold houndstooth around your neck. But here we are. Uh, Sal, I want to welcome you uh, to the podcast. Um, yeah, really Thank you for taking time, especially on July 4th as a holiday, um, for coming on and dropping some bombs with us. So appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no puns intended there, huh? Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, I, I didn't even realize I was doing that, but yeah. Okay. So I'll try to be more aware of my puns. puns. Be more PC. Be more PC. That's right. Yeah. Um, America, F yeah. So... <laughs> I'm wearing, if uh, for those of you that can't see, I'm wearing my one and only America shirt with the stars and it's red and I've got a hat on that's got some white and a little bit of blue in it. That's about about as uh, fancy as I get. Uh, my nephew in Texas has socks, glasses, hats, shirts, all the accessories on 4th of July. He just goes absolutely bonkers. So this is me trying to set my game up just a tad. Uh, although I am patriotic, I'm not that guy who is in his... Uh, you know, American flag uh, speedos at the lake or anything like that. Uh, I'm a little more subdued. Like, I don't know why. It's just, but, but nobody nevertheless, wants the image that visuals, bro. Nobody wants to see you at the beach in your speedo. Come on, that's Ronald. right. I'm too hairy. I am too hairy to pull anything like that off. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> that completes the visual, right? Okay. Well, if you weren't, if you were bored before, uh, you're not now. For the listeners and viewers here, so. um, Get ready for more of that because Sal is a super funny guy. He's been through it all uh, in business and personal life. And he's um, recently started a podcast of his own, which we can talk about here in a minute. But I think it's really cool that you have decided to become super transparent about a lot of this stuff. And I see you posting really cool things online about your personal life and your business. And, you know, I'm one of those people that think the two and two are mostly just hand in hand. They're basically, there's no line in between anymore especially for what we do, right? And so I was hoping that you could just share maybe some of the lessons um, that you've learned over the past years. Tell us a little bit about the ride. You know, you've had plenty of ups and downs, I know. <laughs> um, and then, you know, maybe you can share with some folks um, some key takeaways or things that have vastly improved your business as you've learned sort of what works for you and what doesn't. Um, so, yeah, does that sound good to you? Absolutely, yeah. You know. Uh... A few years ago, I gave Rob $5,000 and the rest is history. I was a bum before that and look at me now. Um, That's right. Totally kidding. Well, not totally. Um, but rewinding, you know, back here a little bit. So, 
you can you can watch some other stuff online about this story, Neil, but just very short version. When I was a kid, my dad broke his neck in a bad car accident, took care of my family for 10 years. That's what caused me to get into entrepreneurship because nobody else would give me a job or no, nobody else would uh, give me the jobs that I wanted and the jobs that I would get. I couldn't stand the people I work with and had to be my own boss because I would just quit and move on to another job. And so while I always worked and had you know other jobs lined up, like 99.99% of my life, which is why I never became you know, homeless, thankfully, there's times I lived in a car for maybe a few days or a week at a time, but nothing crazy, you know, and that's because, you know, I would just, even though I would, you know, switch jobs like every week, two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month, three months, six months, like the longest job I had, I think was, oh man, I ran a business for about three years. That was the longest I ever had a job period, including my own jobs that I've made. And so, um, you know, when uh, you grow up like a lot of us, maybe not grow up, but when you have the mind of like us, a lot of us entrepreneurs, regardless of the circumstances, why we started the business, um, you know, somewhere along the way, you realize that the path that society has for most of the population, I'd probably say about 95 to 97% of the population are kind of what I would say, for lack of a better term, normal. Um, or average is probably a better way to put it. And which is, that's not a bad thing at all. There's a lot of times growing up where I wish like I had an average normal life that didn't have these crazy ups and downs and pits and valleys everywhere. And, you know, and that's basically why I got into the podcast that I'm doing now, because yeah, I wanted to get away from just solely worried about making money all the time. Cause you know, kind of like, been there past that obstacle like you get it dude once you learn how to make money and just make it kind of appear out of nowhere especially working on the internet right you don't it's not the money that really motivates you anymore because you know you can always just go out and make more money and when you know that you can just go out and make more money well your risk tolerance all of a sudden maybe not all of a sudden mine was always high but it's not that the risk tolerance goes up necessarily it's your confidence goes up and the stress goes down versus yes. before when you first start you might have the risk tolerance still but that doesn't mean you're not shitting your pants the whole way through that roller coaster ride you know right oh yeah and, and so for me it's taken me a very long time to truly understand balance in life because i was essentially you know forced at a young age to just grow up really quickly you know miss out on my childhood and because of that i never really got to smell the roses if yeah. you will mm -hmm. um both literally and proverbially because you know come to find out like and once again because i couldn't stop and smell the roses i just now found out literally like two weeks ago and this is after i've done everything to clean up my life and get super healthy and lose all this weight and you know, like I did everything to, you know, heal myself and become whole that I could possibly think of. And I was still getting these bad headaches, you know, and having this brain fog. Turns out, well, my whole not being able to smell most of my life that I would joke around about was because I had really bad allergies, like severely bad. Mm. And I had a deviated septum. And those two combinations 
oh my gosh, no wonder why my life sucked so bad. And I always felt like crap every yeah. single day. And it's like, if I just slow down early on in my life, it wouldn't have taken me nearly 15 years in order to, number one, just learn everything I did in entrepreneurism in general. The first 10 years were absolutely horrible. You know, I gave up a few times. I, I started probably 10 plus different businesses that they all made money because I had to make money, but it yeah. wasn't a business. It was a job. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were like self-employed. It wasn't a real business, right? Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I would try to like outsource work and hire people, but it really didn't work out because there was a lot of problems in myself that I need to fix. And there's a lot of education I didn't have, but where I, where I didn't have education, I had the hustle and I had the drive. And unfortunately, I had the morals, too, of a church nun, which meant that, you know, because growing up, like, you know, my dad, let's just say he was involved in a lot of different things. And, you know, I was born in Vegas. He's from New York. I'll let you guys mm -hmm. connect the dots, get into maybe that another point. Um, yeah. But, you know, when I was 20 years old and I got into business, you know, out of other street businesses, I was like, I'm going to do everything right. I'm not going to have um you know the stress i want to be able to you know sleep at night right and yeah, so i yeah. kind of like really took you know what you call the high road doesn't mean i didn't make a bunch of mistakes i mean like there was in times where i made you know had clients who maybe didn't get as much success as i would have liked them to see um and uh yeah and so the point i'm trying to make there is you know went through all these different businesses um and it took me about 10 years until i really built my first seven figure business. And even then just to get there, I had to get, I ended up giving up. Shoot. I started off at 85% of that business and I gave up. Let's see. I was down to 20% of what I owned from my business partners who none of, they didn't quit their jobs to work in this business. I did, which I had my first, what my, my second six figure paying job that I ever had in sales. Yeah. You know, I was working for web.com doing consulting um, you know, doing great there. Right. And before that was like a small agency that helped blow up from 10,000 to like a hundred K you know, a month of revenue, which kind of like led me on the path. Like, Hey, like, okay, I'm kind of ready to start my own business. Yeah. But the point is like, I gave up all that equity because business wasn't going right. And I had to get more money to keep things going and to pivot. You know, we went from literally flying drones around taking pictures of cell phone towers and turning those things into 3d models to give to these engineers, which dude, I had no background in this stuff, but my brother was like, Hey, this is a good market. Don't open up a digital marketing agency you know, for your next business. It turns out I busted my butt, you know, within a few months I was figuring it out, flying drones, learning the software, talking to top experts, you know, even flew out to California for like a 3d, uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically the latest and greatest in 3D technology, you know, expo yeah. out there at the at Anaheim at their expo. So, when, and, just uh, one second, real fast. What? How long ago was this? How many years ago was this time period so for you? That business was, I want to say, off the top of my head, probably five, six years ago, maybe a little bit longer at this point, maybe okay. seven. Yeah, uh, going back to that. Um, yeah, man, so, so you're, you're just like piecing things together, like hustling, basically you're in hustle mode still. Right. 
at this point. Yeah, man. Learning all kinds of new technologies, you know, flying the drones, learning this 3D modeling software. You were had to like take, you know, you take the pictures and they stitch them together, then yeah. had to take that to AutoCAD and scale it a certain way. Oh and like God. that's we basically learned how to get these. Here's the crazy part. We learned from just a uh, Phantom 4 Pro while everybody else was trying to use LiDAR and stuff to do this, you know, these mappings, right? Learn how to just by being smarter than you're not even smarter, but using your brain like MacGyver style, you know, growing up poor yeah. and stuff. My dad was just always like, figure it out, figure it out, figure out how to, you know, place bets online or play poker online or whatever, right? He saw the internet as this yeah. amazing thing, which he was right. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know how to do anything because he's an old fart, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at that time. And, um, you know, so I would be the guy who had to do everything, you know? And so what I hated when I was a kid ends up being the thing that makes me uh, very competitive because what I lack in resources, I'm able to creatively solve problems like this, right? And so yeah. I took this these pictures from the Phantom 4 Pro which the GPS is garbage, right? It's like, don't even worry about those measurements. And I was able to just do simple stuff like laying sticks on the ground, like looking at the um, the plans for like, you know, for example, like the antennas on the towers, like what's the size these should be or the beams that are on the tower. And once you understand that stuff, well, then you just got to go into, once you have the, the scale, because it's, you know, it's too scale. It's just, you just don't know what the proper measurements and scale are, but mm in the 3d software so you take that it's like autocad and then you just scale it in there to the known measurements you have and now all of a sudden you're able to get within a hundredth of an inch right which was what we set out to do because when you go to these towers they normally have to send somebody up these towers and requires a team which is going to cost you three to five thousand dollars a day probably a lot more nowadays um and so if you can send one guy out and do 10 of these towers and you're charging, you know, even just a couple of grand, well, now you can do it cheaper. You can do it more affordable and sounds great on paper, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what was the problem with that business? Nobody trusted it. Uh-huh. Nobody trusted it. And probably I was like a um, just kind of like recovering from my last business, you know, for a few years, yeah. you know, and yeah, maybe so I just had- didn't have the confidence. Yeah. You had myself. entrepreneurial trauma. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing. You yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. But like Rocky, you know, talking to his son, you just got to get back up. If you just sit down, you know, the world will keep beating you down and you're going to stay down the rest of your life. And so, yeah. Um, you know, so we got back up and uh, we ended up doing it because we had a hard time selling it. We only, honestly, there's only one client who hired us, you know, paid us 15 grand and uh, we just really couldn't get any. We couldn't get enough work fast enough is what I should yeah. say. Yeah. Not so the sales cycle was long. Level. Yeah. And you guys were doing something new and like bleeding edge, it sounds like. So people are like, what the heck? Yeah. Every wrong thing to do for a business when you haven't really, like I tell people all the time, like that come to me for business advice who are brand new, you know, like, dude, do something that's tried and tested and proven and true and find somebody who's willing to mentor you in that field and just do what they do and just make something unique about how you're positioning your offering, right? How you're going to do it and make it, please don't make it about the price. Cause you're not going to be able to do that in 99% of the cases, but right. everybody wants to, you know, especially the visionary types, right? They have some big, huge grand idea. They're going to revolutionize the world. It's like, bro, revolutionize your backyard, you know, Dude, t- for sure. And, and like, this is what I found that it's a mistake that I see most entrepreneurs for sure make. And then a lot of, you know, legit entrepreneurs fall into this too. 
which is just that if you if you think it's it's a very naive and or egotistical thing to come into business and think hey no one else has figured that this out yet out there and i'm going to be the special unicorn to do it like what in business almost everything has been figured out i'm sorry but you're not elon musk if you were you would just be elon musk already okay like i'm sorry but and so <laughs> it's like to me you know unless you are elon musk or jeff bezos or pick your person you know it doesn't really matter but those people are unicorns. Steve Jobs was a unicorn. It, like, um, again, I'm sorry because, I, you know, it's either naivety or ego, in my opinion. And what happens is people go out there and they're like, you know what? Someone's already doing this way. I'm going to do it my way. And people are going to see how special I am. In business, that is a death sentence typically, right? Because the market doesn't give a shit. You know, Gary Vee kind of made this famous, like the market wants what the market wants. You cannot change it. I mean, unless you have just so much influence, which again, you don't, if you're listening to this, you don't, right? The, I'm serious. It's just, it's very humbling. It's just like, you know, it's the best, it's the best teacher. It's like business and surfing, right? You go into, uh, oh, sorry, my camera just froze, but you go, you go into surf, right? Right. Let me see if, is that better? There it is. It, you go, you go to surf and I don't care who you are or how big or small the waves are. You're going to get humbled. Like if you do it more than a handful of times. Right. Um, and it's, it's like being mad at nature. It's like, you're going to get mad at something that naturally exists. That's so powerful. It can kill you. And your, your ego is still trying to say, no, I'm special. I'm better. Right. I can out, I can out swim a current. It's just dude. So when you're saying that, I'm just like laughing inside because I'm like, I've been there myself a ton of times. At some point, I realized this, and I just see people doing it all day, every day, where they're like, no, bro, I'm going to be at the very beginning of the bell curve. No one knows about this, so it's all going to be mine. That's the the attitude, right? And it, and everybody who's been through that laughs at it, because at one point, we've all thought it, I think, right? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And it's, it's really, I mean, just summed up, and this pretty much sums up regardless of what you believe in and you know what your background is or your faith in is what you believe of god or not you know nobody can deny you have this you have friction versus flow in life right and yeah i would argue that nearly all of us for most of our life if not all of our life some of us we're always pushing against the current and we can't just go with the flow. And a lot of that, heck, I would say all of it is tied to our egos. Yes. That's the most dangerous thing on this planet, or one of the most, if none the least, is our egos. That's what gets us in trouble versus just, you know, being humble. Um, and meek, and I don't mean like a wuss, because if you're a wuss, you're not humble or meek. You're just a wuss because you don't have the power to do anything about something to begin with. What right. I'm talking about is legitimately, you know, for example, you know, like for <laughs> about to get into that uh, Elon Musk and uh, Zuckerberg fight, right? Yeah. And so oh, like, yeah. it's kind of like a fight in life, right? Like, dude, I don't care how well the technique you have, how strong you are, you know, for your size, dude, if you're four foot nothing, 
and dudes, and this is ridiculous, but you're fighting a 20 foot, 30 foot robot. Yeah. Like, bro, like physically, you might have some other power somewhere we don't know about, but physically, you're not going to win yeah. that battle ever. And that's what it's like trying to fight nature. Yep. And that's what it's like trying to f- fight the laws of like the physics of the universe. Of dude, there's I believe there's moral laws out there, right? Like there's you know, it's like anything, like if you break a law in life, there's there's gonna be negative consequences for that eventually. You know, some might call that karma, right? Might not happen right away, but it eventually was gonna come back. And so how how this ties into business here. Right. And especially systems and processes, which that's what that's all about is creating flow. And that's why it's like you hire somebody to do this exactly the way I teach you to. I don't care what you think until you've proven me that you understand the system. Yes. Then I want to hear your opinion about how we can make it better. Until then, day one noob, just shut the heck up or you're out the freaking door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, if you want to eat and you want, you know, and I, I definitely want to eat. Uh, it kind of has to be like that. It, you know, for any, especially like the smaller you are, the more it has to be like that, I found. Right. And and so what, another common mistake I see is people will try to mimic businesses that have near infinite resources compared to the amount of resources they have. And so they go, oh, that company is doing that. So I'm going to mimic them. And that is by far one of the biggest mistakes I've ever seen. It was, I did that in my first business and it was a disaster. Like we were, we were literally poor. I mean, <laughs> It was just like, we got lucky that it wasn't worse than it ended up being, right? Like, but if we lost one client, we were in the red. You know, we were for six months, be slightly in the green, slightly in the green, doing it this way. And then we'd lose one client, we'd be in the red, and that would take up all the profit from the previous six months worth of work, you know? And so you're, to your point about flow and friction, you know, we were fighting an up, uphill battle, right, the whole way. And so we were lucky we didn't get squished early because if if that had happened earlier, then we wouldn't have had the resources to survive, right? Because we're not a big brand. We're not a giant business. And so the the smaller that you are, the more reliable your systems have to be, in my experience, so that you can survive um, you can survive uh, the amount of variance that ha- that naturally happens in business. And because if the variance is too too great one direction or the other, things start to break. And if you have no resources to cover you or very little resources to cover you when things break, that means that your business is defunct, cash flow poor, you're in debt, whatever the case may be. Maybe it's burnout. It could be time too, right? Um, so yeah, dude, I completely get it. It's it's a thing for sure. It's one of the reasons why I started this podcast because I want to share more of this stuff with people, you know? Absolutely. You make a very good point there. And I want to make sure people hear what you just said there about it wasn't just the downs. You Mm -hmm. mentioned first the ups. See, everybody's worried about the down. But Mm -hmm. that growth spike, that growth spike, every business that I've ever closed, that is what what caused it. Because growing too fast is what you're describing, right? Sorry. Yeah, it's going too fast. Exactly. Too much stress, too much pressure. Because I've never closed a business ever or 
or walked away or walked away from one, sold it, you know, had it acquired, you know, whatever, you know, had a couple of minor ones, you know what I'm saying? You know, some lows, you know, lower six figure payments, nothing crazy amount, you know, not, not Rob's level here yet, but, um, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make here is it was always all the stuff from just pushing myself too fast and yeah. put, and not even myself, if it was just myself, it'd be no problem. I got pushed myself all the time but it's when you're working with other people and you start having employees and you know you start having you know team leaders and all this stuff oh my gosh man dude what a bunch of whiny freaking babies oh my gosh we're making too much money we gotta work I'm, i'm joking because they have absolutely every right to actually be upset there um because we did a poor job you know of making sure that we have the systems and processes and things in place in order to handle the growth. The growth is fine if you expect it and you know how to manage it properly and that you've been able to, you know, uh, set that precedence um, and expectations with your people ultimately, you know, knowing what they're getting into. But when you just start, you know, pushing and pushing and, you know, it's just month after month of growth and growth and growth, and you just never let off the gas. Well, it's just like, you know, taking uh, taking like a premium vehicle or vehicle that takes premium gas, man. Imagine you're driving around a Ferrari. You're putting 87 in it. You don't got the right fuel. You don't got enough fuel. And you don't got the right people who understand how to take care of that performance vehicle in your organization. Right. And, and so it's like, you know, it's like if you're on a racetrack, dude, you need the pit crew, not just the driver of that vehicle. Yep. Yeah, and a good CEO, they're the driver of that vehicle most of the you know most of the time, right? And there could be some CEOs who aren't you know technically, but generally speaking, you know your CEO of the business, your founder, he's driving that vehicle at least for a while, yep. and it's up to you to make sure that you're in a vehicle that you can handle the speeds at which it goes in a race that you can handle against competitors that are at your level, and you have the pit crew. Who can take care of you, right? And you have the right finances and money between races so that you don't just have one promotion one month and then all of a sudden, boom, you're going out of business, you know, a few months later because now you have a terrible reputation and now you can't service your old clients and now you can't hire people fast enough and now your good people quit because they're tired of all the BS new people who weren't properly vetted and qualified to work for your business. Or maybe it's you're taking on clients who completely destroy the culture of your business because they're just money grubbing and as soon as especially in the agency world right like yep. we had a high retention yep. rate of 98 to 99 percent plus month over month which is you know rare in the world but even with that you know we were still killing ourselves and killing our people you know i felt like uh it's like moses or no sorry pharaoh <laughs> you know in egypt like you know like making work hard on the hebrews man like i legitimately felt that like a lot of almost all of our people except for a few and we're in the Philippines and they're working these crazy late hours. And I know they weren't getting, you know, enough sleep between work and yep. um, that we were, they're working extra hours that, you know, because they're trying to help the company out and they really did love what we were doing and they're loyal to the company. Um, but ultimately those things, you know, and I'm talking about this in detail yeah, because that's why I recently closed down a, a very profitable business, not because right. it wasn't making money, but because I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror for what I built. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to like 
you know, we've sort of touched on it, but like self-awareness is huge in this space, right? Like if you're in charge of your own stuff, you have to be really careful. Like, like for example, a lot of people, um, they'll overwork themselves. Like they'll become addicted to working almost. Right. And the reason why that can be a bad thing is because if you don't have the self-awareness to see where the ship is headed, so to speak, then you can get this problem pregnant, which, you know, makes for a pretty good problem to have. Of course, like there's worse problems I have in the world, I think, but it's still a problem, which is, you know, your happiness uh, factor is not going up as the company grows. Right. And so when people from afar look at something like that, they might say, Hey, you know, business is all about making money, but we have to look at, at ourselves. Like if we're not enjoying it, if we don't feel like we're doing some good in the world, like it's really hard to stay motivated, like, like super hard to show up every day and be like, yeah, I still want to do this. I want to grow it or even just sustaining it. You know, it can be a very, very difficult um, thing to try and go, well, I built this. I don't want to let people down. Right. But I'm also not super happy and not thrilled with the direction that this thing's going. You know, that's like a, so to me, I think it goes back to spending a lot of time like in regular, regular intervals because we're not a tree, right? Humans progress and our wants and needs get um, change over time. Excuse me. Our wants and needs change over time. Um, for me, you know, big wake up call was like having my kids. It's like the biggest shift of priorities, <laughs> you know, maybe anyone, any human can have. Um, so that was kind of a natural thing that happened in my life. But even before that, I was, I was naive to the fact that I thought that just having the money, having the business, having it be successful would like bring me omnipotent happiness somehow. I don't know why people say that or think that, but that's kind of like the naive part of what I thought. Um, so I spend time on it. I intentionally spend time like tearing apart, apart what I want to have in my life, both internally and, and externally. And I'm getting better at it. I'm investing more time and resources into that because I think it's like definitely important for guys like you and I, for any entrepreneur period. It's like super important, you know? Um, cool, man. So tell me what, like, so fast forward to maybe like now or more recent, what are you working on now and how have like systems, like I'm interested to hear about some of the cool stuff you're working on now, but, and then maybe you can just head the direction of tying in um, how systems have improved your happiness factor or improved the business or both. Absolutely. So what I'm doing right now is pretty much the opposite of what I ever imagined myself doing. Number one, that's like getting in front of people, you know, being on camera, right? And talking about deeply personal things, um, specifically, you know, with, you know, entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and so just so you know, my definition of entrepreneur isn't necessarily just somebody who owns their own business. Most people who own their own business just really own a job. It's yep. somebody who's really um, building something that's bigger than themselves, you know, uh, yep. meaning like, you know, they, I mean, well, yeah, it's kind of simple, right? You're building something bigger than yourself, more than just to feed your friends and family. Because I mean, how, how long does, how much money does it take to really just take care of your family? Like it's, it's really yep. not all that much in the grand scheme of things. I mean, dude, you go make five, 10 million bucks. You can knock that out in a few years of just hard work, you know, not 
you know, you really can, right? You know, somebody really wants to, you know, knock it out and invest every dollar. It wouldn't take very long to just do that and then coast the rest of your life. Um, And if that was the case, a lot of us entrepreneurs, that's what we would do if we weren't true entrepreneurs, but we want to change the world in somehow or fashion. Just the older we get, the more we realize, you know, that there's a long timeline to this, to do it properly without killing ourselves in the process. And so that's really, you know, with the podcast show, um, the Fiery Forge is what I finally decided on. And it's about going through that furnace, you know, just like gold goes through, you know, the dross comes out and you have the polished gold on the side and then that gold gets formed into whatever you want it to be. Mm. And that's just kind of how um, the life of an entrepreneur is, right? Because you got to be absolutely insane to go through it. And then not just in the beginning, right? You know, you get burned, you realize, oh crap, this would like, but we're crazy. We keep going through it, knowing that it hurts and it's painful and there's easier ways, right? Yeah. And so it's really about how entrepreneurs like us were able to find new balance yep. and to also tell people and warn them, you know, and that, hey, like, this is what it's really like. And so if you're looking up to us, like deciding that you want to get into this and you're seeing these, you know, like the gurus, right, you know, flashing yeah. all their stuff, this is really what you're, you know, in for. You know, and you can yeah. get that life with the beach house on the mansion and the Lambos and all that. But a lot of us, I find by the time you get to the point where you actually have the ability to start doing those things, right? Whether you're going to do it Hood Ridge or legitimately, that's a different story. But regardless, uh, a lot of the dudes that actually get to that point, I would say it's a large percentage, you'll never find, you know, going out doing that stuff because yep. that they they know it doesn't make you happy because you can only buy so many cars, go to so many houses, go on so many vacations until you yeah. realize you're just running away from your life and you're covering it up with all this other crap because really you're just a deeply broken, damaged human being, which is why you're a freaking entrepreneur to begin with because you're trying to prove yourself to the world. And that's how you got in this place to begin with. At least that's what I've seen. And you might be the exception to the rule. But no, dude, it's, it's just, I think, I think we're all like, first of all, all humans are broken. I believe that, um, the entrepreneurship bug is a matter of variance in my opinion, right? Like I have all those things. It's just a matter of degree and variance, right? Like, so my mistakes, my, um, path was not the material path because I care very little about that, but I did it in different ways. I did the same thing just in different ways. Right. So, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head and that's a, beautiful thing to talk about because you know if you look at the mental health like dude especially online entrepreneurs our mental health is on the same level as like combat veterans in my opinion it may be worse i don't know because like we don't have stats on this stuff it's just just a sentiment a general sentiment and i observe how many people are like i've waited 10 you know five years 10 years 15 years to share this but under the surface, I've been miserable. Like I've wanted to end it several times, delete myself, whatever the case may be. Right. Or, um, you know, everybody thinks that my relationship with my spouse is all roses, but dot, 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 or everybody thinks I have it all. And I'm a single dude who's a millionaire, you know, internet millionaire, but dot, dot, dot. Right. And, and you see them all. I mean, you probably saw some today, right? Like it, and so for you, I, I, I just want to um, 
like applaud you, I guess, for number one, having the balls to share some of this stuff yourself, but number two, creating a forum for people to maybe talk about it or feel at least feel like they're not weirdos for feeling the same way. Right. Because that's that we are weirdos, right? Like what you described, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like who does that? Who runs through a brick wall and goes, thank you, sir. May I have another, you know? Yeah. I enjoy having people tell me no 78,000 times a day and then getting kicked in the groin and, and going, yeah, that was fun. I'm going to get up tomorrow and do the same thing again. You know, it's just like, we love pain. It is just, it's like, we find a way to like, you know, it's not even like being an, like a lot of people compare it to, to athletes, but you get physical highs from being an athlete. It feels good to be in good shape. It feels good to run fast. It feels good to lift, you know, lift weights if you're a guy. It, yeah. And so, but dude, a lot of entrepreneurship, it just plain sucks. It really does. And so, like, you know, um, you know, once you get to a certain point and you understand the the rules, the laws, how the game works, all that stuff, it does get easier, but it pretty much is like embracing the suck, you know? And so what, so my biggest flaw with, with this whole journey that you've briefly described, but you know, I never did the thing where I, I, I flex that way with the material objects and the cars and the girls and like whatever, which a lot of you know, 20 something year old male males do. But my whole thing was um, like sovereignty. You know, I was like, I, I want complete freedom to do whatever the heck I want. And, um, and, and, and when I, when I did that, it was like such an unhealthy balance that I just, I almost like, like pretended like the old me didn't exist. And that's a really dark place to be. Right. So I had to figure out how to be like, um, well, why did I feel like I was like locked up in chains to begin with until I was like 30, 31, 32. Right. And, um, in the past, like I would say two years, I've been working really hard on this, but you know, I came to find that I never th- thanked that version of me for getting me all the way to here, first of all, and then having that version of myself, like be appreciated like thank that person that I used to be, right? Because we're all like this. This is the thing: is humans get stuck, and it's the ego, I think. But we get stuck like we're not a tree. So it's like people are like, "Oh, what do you mean that? Like I'm a different person?" I'm like, well, you were a baby once. Are you still a baby? They're like, no, of course not. It's like, well, why would you think that ten years ago you're still the same person? Just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you know you're still thirty, you know. And so you. <laughs> it's almost like going back through like a hard drive file, like in a timeline format and being like, Oh, and, you know, memories are usually what trigger this, right? Go back and see memory. And for me, I blacked out all of the bad shit that like, I would see a picture of a memory and be like, ha ha ha. That's funny. Get it out of my face. Like I didn't want to go back at all, you know, and be like, what was I feeling at that time? What was I doing? Like, you know, and I just felt like it was just like, it's like, that was trash and now I'm better. You know, and that's fucked up, dude. Like that's depressing really. So I just kept stuffing it down and stuffing it down and stuffing it down. Well, that comes to a head every once in a while. And you know, it's happened, happening for me. I didn't have a midlife crisis where I like, go buy a red sports car. That was my midlife crisis <laughs> was just being like, I'm being a giant dick to myself basically, you know? And 
as, as self-loathing and pathetic as that sounds, it felt way worse. Like the feeling inside and, you know, this, this is due to a lot of stuff, um, which, which we don't have time to get into today, but I'm talking about things like depression, anxiety, PTSD, you name it, you know, it's just, and, and I grew up a, a lot like you, I was, um, you know, I was kind of like in survival mode from a very young age. I got my first job when I was like, I think 10 or 12 or something and was mowing lawns, you know, had a little lawn route and feeding people's dogs while they're on vacation. So I was just like hustling, you know, selling candy bars and make the baseball team or to pay for the baseball team, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that just continued on. I was working like three jobs through college. And so I was just like hand to mouth. And I was actually kind of homeless for, there for a while too. Um, but it wasn't like on the street. It was like, ugh couch surfing, sleeping in my car. Then I had to sell a car so I could buy a truck. And like, you know, it was just like, you know, as bad as you like, no cars needed anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm going to sell my car to start a business. Yeah. It's funny because people are always like, oh, you Jen, what is it? Gen Xers? You know, did you really drink from a water hose? I'm like, yeah, a lot. Like, really did that yes they're like was there no water inside i'm like uh my parents were working or just not home and you know it it just and that's not to you know i'm not bashing my parents or anything but that was just a reality for a lot of us you know kind of like a latchkey kid sort of thing and we'd eat at our friend's house if there was food and likewise at our house if if we had food they just all pile in sometimes and what's that that's part of the american dream you know you know yeah Parents go to work, you know, that they come home at night and maybe have maybe have dinner together. And if yeah. they did, usually it was, you know, sitting in front of the TV, you know, and having like a yeah. microwave. Yeah. You know, I remember the, I forgot they called they had like the penguins on them or whatever, the little animals yeah. and stuff. Beauty. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and so so what ends up happening over time though is um and, and I think this is especially true for entrepreneurs, but just people in general speaking now is you build this external and internal persona and you end up spending way, like as your ego gets more hardened, I would say, which is a great analogy for your forge, fiery forge um, analogy, is your external uh, persona gets much more hardened, right? So our neural pathways get set in stone further and further as we get older. That's why old people, it's hard for older people to change. If you think about like your grumpy grandpa, right? Who's sitting in the corner. He's like, damn kids, get off my lawn. It's like, you know, there's a reason that person's got 90 years worth of neural pathways set and his external and internal persona are so hardened that they just don't have the energy to change it anymore. Well, you and I are only halfway done with our lives or thereabouts. Right. So to me, I'm like, I got half the, half the game left to play. I better smarten up and, and address both of these things is the way that I chose or I'm choosing to look at it. Um, and so, so I think that you're touching on some of those same things, man. And I just think it's so important for people to hear and maybe for some people to come on and tell their story to you. That's huge, dude. So I'm a fan already. I didn't know that, that that's what it was about. That's cool. Guess tomorrow you don't even know what my show's about what the heck uh, nah, well I mean, we're, we're busy guys we're busy guys I, you know we say a paragraph i mean i just dis- literally decided last friday to do this thing you know and yeah. i'm like you know i'm gonna push this thing out i'm gonna get 100 episodes within the next 90 days just so 
because I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been a podcast host. Like I understand a right. lot of the things behind it, obviously from business and especially digital marketing, you know, you learn how to do everything along the way, or at least I did. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've been pushing it off for so long and right now I'm in the phase where I've just been like constructing my life. And once again, going back into systems and processes for me, I originally learned systems and processes and business, dude, which is great. I could tell you all kinds of stuff I've learned. I could tell you some stuff that Rob learned that, you know, it really taught me and I made it like 10 times better, but that's besides the point here, you know, my God. grandpa over is old school, you know, <laughs> high level snapshot. Look what I got under the hood, you know, speaking about performance vehicles, just playing. Um, but no, you know, Rob, like especially with stuff I learned from you, man, just simplicity is key. And I made those mistakes and overcomplicating, you know, doing too much, you know, make it like running too many different types of ads and offers and, you know, stuff like that. And it, it bit me in the butt, you know, made it infinitely more complex rather than just listen to you. But the point here is these business systems, which are great, you know, let's again, you know, check out Rob's stuff. You want to learn all about that. You can just look him up on Google. He's got like 10,000 pages out there and a hundred million fans by now. Shoot, so I think pretty much a high level owes itself to Rob for blowing them up at the beginning. But, you know, you and Sean, man, you guys did make a good team though. Um, still do, right? But the point here, once again, going back here, sorry, ADHD brain went squirrel on us. I've learned how to take a lot of stuff I've learned in business and apply that to my own personal life in different mm -hmm. frameworks like, you know, Traction uh, by Gino Wickman, the book that talks about the entrepreneur operating system, yep. uh, Profit First, you know, Mike Michalowicz. Heck, yep. even some of Grant Cardone stuff, we'll still throw him a bone, even though, you know, there's a lot to be said about that nowadays versus, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago. Yep. Um, the point is you learn all this different stuff in different areas of your life. And as you get older, you realize there's really not much of a difference between the faith you have in life, um, you know, your physical and mental health, right? Yeah. Between, you know, which I call fitness, you know, your finances, whether that's business, you know, personal, um, and ultimately family, right? And whether you consider, you know, you know, your close family, like, you know, maybe you have a wife and kids, or maybe it's just your, you know, brothers, sisters, you know, parents, whatnot. But you realize, you know, we're all family, you know, we're all connected. And there's different levels and layers of family. And I think the closer the layer, you got to take care and prioritize those above yeah. the other layers. But yeah, you have these like four core areas of life, right, that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And in all those, you know, areas, well, those need systems too yes. in order to run properly, especially for, you know, people who are living an entrepreneurial life, right? Because you yeah. have more demands on you, more requirements that most people don't have. And so when you're trying to change the world, well, you can't do that without amazing systems and processes. And yeah. a big part of those systems and processes, right, is making sure that you have the right people involved with those too. And a lot of times you want to limit as, as much people as possible that are dealing with those systems and processes because that's going to affect your capacity in various ways, especially to scale and grow something, right? Yep. And so that's ultimately what I'm working on right now um, behind yep. the scenes of the podcast. And that's kind of how this podcast idea came about because I'm working on the system, you know, and my goal is to really, it's not about money. It's about sharing with people, just like, you know, you have like departments in a company. 
Well, instead of department, you know, instead of looking at, hey, what's my 30 year or 10 year goal for business, right? Which a lot of people, you know, get into, which is great. Look, okay, where do I want my life to be, you know, on my deathbed? What do I want to be remembered by? And then from there, where do I see my life in 20 years or 10 years? You know, okay, cool. Now, where, how do I, what, what needs to happen in three years? What needs to happen in one year? What needs to happen this quarter? What kind yeah. of stuff should I be tracking weekly right now? What yeah. should I, what, habits do i need to be keeping daily in each of these four areas of life foundations or pillars in order to remain balanced so then that way i don't have i'm not making all this money and all this money is toppling over and knocking out all these other things i'm trying to build because i made so much money and now my health wasn't i wasn't in shape like maybe you're like me i got up to like 350 pounds i was drinking i was taking drugs like you know, all kind. And when I say drugs, like, you know, that's you can get very deep into that. But what I mean by that is I was abusing that, whether that was, you know, marijuana, whether it was alcohol, whether it was um, food, which is like the biggest drug of all. But that, yeah. we could spend there for hours. I spend uh-huh. not even hours, days talking about that. But the point is, anything that we put inside of ourselves or view outside, you know, we're doing things with our senses. If we don't balance those things out, just if you have, if you eat too much kale or spinach every single day and you don't prepare it the right way, you can get very sick from some of the things that are inside of there. And so um, anything in life can be bad for you. It's just very easy to look at other people's things and just put a label on something versus, Hey, am I doing this thing? Right. And whether that's making money, whether that's spending time with family, whether yeah. that's the food you're eating or, you know, the drugs that you're taking, only you can ask yourself, hey, is this thing balancing my life out? Because, you know, my uh, dopamine level is low right here and here's a natural or like, the you know, the best way for me to get that equal out. Or am I overdoing this because I'm trying to hide from my problems, which is what we do in all of these areas. We like yep. we pick an area to excel in because that's easier for us or makes us feel better or whatever it provides. And money's one hell of a drug, you know, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so anyways, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is is that balance, man. And the only way to do yeah. that is having proper systems in place. And you don't know what systems in place if you don't know where you're going in life and what your goals are in life. Right. So, you know, I, I think. You know, the way that I prefer to think about it is, you know, when people say the word balance, um, a lot of entrepreneurs scoff and they say, no, F that balance is unnecessary. And I think there's periods where you can be severely imbalanced in just about anything. Like think about if you didn't eat food for a whole week, would you survive? The answer is yes. That your system would be behaving much like drastically different than it does if you're eating every day, right? So that system though cannot survive... Yeah. So that's like with anything, if the system is imbalanced for too long, then things start to break. So that can be with your mind, with your body, your metabolism, like whatever it might be. And that's, that's how it is with almost everything. Right. And so when you think about, um, when people say we need balance, it doesn't mean like, uh, Oh, I need to be doing the same thing every day and be super rigid or, you know, it just means you have to be super disciplined and boring. No, that's not what that means. It's, it means that you need to be um, 
it's more like a computer or an operating system. It's like you can't expect, like, here's an example. Your brain works a lot like a hard drive, right? Because your brain is basically a computer. So if you continue to add more files to computer and you never, um, you never hit the delete file from the trash bucket, eventually this whole operating system will run super slow first, right? And then it it'll hit some sort of point where it's like, I can't work at all. Right. And so if you think about systems from that perspective, um, with re- re- respect to just about everything, you know, short periods are fine. You and I hustled our butts off when we were much younger. And now we're going through a phase where it's like, well, that isn't, if that was the only thing, then the people who worked all the time would be the richest. And that's just not how it works. Right. If it was just about running as fast as you can, then the top, you know, fitness was just about that. Then all the top sprinters in the world would be the only fit people on earth, but that's not how it works. Right. It's like, so when you say, when you say that like systems and processes, I think about everything. It's like, dude, plants are a system. There's photosynthesis that happens, you know, in a plant, which is amazing. Right. That's a system. Um, our, our conscious is split, right? We have a, uh, like a frontal, uh, we have a consciousness and a subconscious basically. And that's a system. Um, a lot of the things that we do, like you brought up alcohol, drugs, food, like whatever addictions that we have, it's like, it it can be for anything, anything that people get addicted to. Usually it's tied to some sort of function from your subconscious. Right. And so when your brain is, um, storing all, all these experiences and trauma and like all this stuff, it's trying to protect you. Right. So your subconscious is, um, asking you to do things uh, that trains bad habits sometimes, but it's a protection mechanism because it feels like it's getting what it needs somehow. And it's trying to protect you from all the bad stuff that's ever happened to you. And so when I figured this out, I, I just like last month in the last month, I, I just had this big aha moment about, it. I'm like, wow, got to be careful what you put in there. Got to make sure to take out the trash because your brain and your consciousness and even your subconscious, the stuff that uh, involuntarily pumps your blood, has you breathe while you sleep, like all that good stuff. That stuff is a system. And we consciously have the power to, to determine what those inputs are. Right. So I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that you need to make a goal to be a perfect angel. We're human, but just the awareness that more things are a system will get you that repeat, repeatable positive outcome or result that you are looking for and just about anything in life. That's why I'm so stoked to, you know, talk about systems with people because it could be anything to me, you know, it could be health, nutrition, mental health, like whatever the case may be. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I think that you're onto it. And this is a topic I could talk about for weeks. You know, I mean, it just, so anyways, but you know, I guess to stay pretty close to um, close, closer to home here, what, what, like, do you have a goal yet for the podcast or are you just sort of leaving it open-ended at this point and just sort of seeing what kind of outcome happens? Yeah. It's funny we talk about systems and processes because one thing about systems and processes, sometimes you can read all you want and you can have a mentor tell you everything, but sometimes, and for me, usually this is the case when I'm doing something that's just brand new to me. Yeah. There's nothing quite like, just going for it, and just jumping in and doing it. And so 
I have courses I've taken. I have people I can call and hit up about this subject. And I've done that in the past. I've done it for the last two years and haven't mm-hmm. done anything, you know, except for mm-hmm. I did one episode like a year and a half ago, but then decided not to launch because I you know, got busy with this and that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let's again, last Friday, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going with it, you know, like and, and getting rid of that perfectionism because, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, bro. And I'm, I'm not screw it. I am going to say because I've earned the right to. Bro, go when it comes to like graphic design you know websites um just like anything creative like that dude like if i actually sit down and put the time in it myself like dude i can do that stuff and do it amazing but there's yeah. some key words there right sit down take the time and me and you both know when you're starting a business dude it doesn't matter how awesome your thumbnails are or what kind of how your logo is or heck even the name in this case of the podcast i'm not even 100 convinced i'm going to keep that name right? right the one i really want somebody already freaking snagged you know what i'm saying yeah. so I'm like, yeah. all right well i'll yeah. go with the this one instead right but the point is none of that stuff really matters if you don't know what you're doing. That's just, just supplemental things to add to your system and process, right? But you got to learn how to go from point A to get to point Z before you start building a master process for it. And this is why like so many people, they'll like never run a business before. They'll do like one funnel away challenge or something like that. Uh-huh. And they're like, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to build a funnel. I'm going to do this. And they have like a, they spent six months building this freaking funnel and oh, it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. And I was yep. like, dude, I could have told you that from day one because nothing I build ever works the first time. I got to go build it, figure out how it works. And then, you know, what I do is I know where the end goal is mine. I know yeah. where to start, right? I figure those things out and I get some information about the middle, but then I just get started with the beginning and the very beginning of doing anything in business, even more I hate to say this because people are going to take this wrong, even more than like really having a product or service to stand behind is understanding the people that you're working with, right? Yeah. And what yeah. it looks like to deliver that product or service. And so with this podcast, that's why I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to get a hundred episodes. I'm going to knock it out real quick. Like that's going to be, you know, my tuition, if you will. And for the first hundred guests, I'm sorry, you know, it's probably going to suck, but Hey, I'll invite you afterwards when it is awesome. Because it is serious, like I, this is something that you know um, I'm passionate about and I enjoy, and I, you know, and I'm doing it not because of the money for the first time ever in my life. So I know this thing is going to be amazing and successful, but in the meantime, you got to figure out all those little points. And so there's no better way to do that than to just do it all yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that's a skill I would say. Yeah, the fact that you have zero hesitancy to go and do that is a skill i think that you built over time um which is amazing dude i well i wish you all the all the best i know you're going to just go through the 100 episodes anyway and figure it out on the way so i guess no luck is needed but um i'm i'm really excited and happy to be on there tomorrow to drop whatever i can to help people um do you want to just drop do you want to uh let people know how they can find your podcast or your social channels anything like that before we wrap it up yeah absolutely so just look for the Fiery Forge. Uh, you can view that on Apple and Pod, uh, Spotify when it releases. I've So far, I've only I've done a few lives. I haven't actually launched like the podcast officially, but um, they maybe by the time this comes out, they'll be able to you know see it live. Uh, otherwise, you know, follow me on Facebook, you know, Salvatore Stefano. You can look up Sal Stefano, S-A-L-S-T-E-F-F-A-N-O. 
Uh, I have a domain, SalvatoreStefano.com. I haven't done anything with it yet. You know, it's just been sitting there uh, yeah. for probably longer than I'd like to admit. Uh, and so that that should be up here, you know, relatively soon. And so, you know, guys, I don't have a, I don't have any special offer or, you know, nothing like, you know, mo- like it's a cardinal, cardinal sin for, you know, somebody who's been in the marketing world not to have some kind of offer at the end of every show. Yeah. But the, yeah. the whole point of this is, you know, and in this show, it's not about, uh, it's not a pitch fast, you know, like, hey, this, you should work with this person. Like a lot of these podcasts are, it has nothing to do with that. This mm. is just purely like raw, unscripted. I don't even have question list I specifically answer. It's yeah. just a conversation that we're having about what's the real deep, dark crap that you've been through. And what have you done to try to find balance, you know, the best you can at your life where you're at right now. And so if if that's something that you're really seeking, I know a lot of us, we're a bunch of lonely, lonely dudes because nobody really understands what we're looking for. I invite you to check out the show. And then, you know, if you're listening and this feels like you have like a story that you want to tell and you want to get your side of things out there, right? Feel free to hit me up and, you know, let's get you on the show. Love it, man. Awesome. We will drop some show notes, some links in the show notes as they become available. Um, but, you know, we're happy to do that. And then uh, obviously we're friends on Facebook. I'll drop those links right away at a minimum for you, brother. So, dude, keep crushing it. I love your fitness and health journey. I love hearing about that the most because I think like when I saw you in person last, I think you were close to what you described as maybe like your worst, your most depressing, all that. And I just am um, a fan of seeing you thriving, man. I, and it's so cool to see some of the photos and uh, read some of the journey that you've had on your post on mostly for me on that, because the business stuff is great and everything. But like you said, we can, we can always make more money. Um, the person and the journey for the person <laughs> is far more important. So um, I'm very, very grateful that I've been a small piece of that journey. And I look forward to continuing to like support you and, um, you know, do whatever I can to be a, uh, a positive force in that story, man. You've been killing it. You lost so much weight. You look so great. You're so photogenic. You're handsome, Italian, strapping young man. Uh, but you look happy, man. And that to me is the most important thing is you seem to be on the path that's making you more fulfilled, more happy, um, you know, more satisfied. And I think that's kind of rare in our space, man. So uh, again, I applaud you on all that. And I look forward to more of it in the future, brother. Yeah, if you didn't help me make so much freaking money the last couple of years, maybe I wouldn't have gotten that miserable to begin with. Well, hey, you know, you can, you can, it's okay. You could just throw those, throw those dollar bills, those that blue cheese my way, brother. It just if, they, if you got too much. I got kids to feed, so you know, they're hungry. They eat a lot. Start the Rob Bailey fund, you know, poor old Rob Bailey. I'll send you my GoFundMe link. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, man, be well. Uh, and I will jam with you. I look forward to jamming with you more tomorrow. Uh, happy 4th of July, everybody. The Fiery Forge podcast with Salvatore Stefano or Sal, if you're homies like we are. And um, thanks, man. Really appreciate you giving us time on an American holiday. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks.